welcome Dan Phillips back to the show today for a very special event in our lives because we are live and in person together. The chemistry is off the hook in this room. We cannot keep our hands off each other. How are you doing today, Dan? Wow. <laughs> wow. That is a Patreon uh, extra bonus footage there. Um, yeah, it is a pleasure to be at Pro Wrestling Moments Towers uh, for this recording. Um, it's been seamless so far. Absolutely seamless. How we yeah. haven't had half an hour of technical difficulties? Absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely not. So here we are for our first AEW pay-per-view review of 2023 from the not-sold-out Chase Center in San Francisco, California. And up first was Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks with the Jericho Appreciation Society banned from ringside. Uh, so the big, hard-hitting and most important question of the day is why do AEW cameramen slash directors always find people who do not know the lyrics to Judas? Why is that a thing that happens every single time? Also, I still... Jericho clearly wants to I thought this thing wants to sort of have that heel effect you can't then lap up no people singing it and then be like start swearing at them he <laughs> really doesn't know what to do with himself does he he really he really <laughs> does not um, the camera also caught a little couple in the crowd having a kiss during this I don't know did you catch that at all no which I'm gutted got... about because I am um, I'm quite big on crowd watching which I will bring up later on but I missed the I missed the smooch. <laughs> well, I wondered. It was a little pain. I, I realised I had headphones in there for no apparent reason. What it meant, meant I let, I, yeah, I was basically couldn't hear you quite so well. Anyway, I wondered whether this was perhaps she bought the tickets, perhaps had a little argument or something like that during the pre-show, and now this was like a little peck to make up. I don't know, but yeah, I did wonder. Was this during Jericho's entrance? No, it was probably during like the first three or four minutes of the match. Oh, so right. they had a little, little like. Uh, kind of conciliatory uh, little peck on the lips thank really thank you so much yeah. best day of my life <laughs> thank you so much because I was going to say when you. I went to watch AW with my other half um, why Jericho was going out she had no chance of getting a smooch because I was belting out <laughs> Judas um, Rick, well, hadn't he said Ricky Martin then that would have been a different sort of match um, Ricky Starks won this opener with the Rochambeau in just under 14 minutes after Action Andretti stopped uh, Sammy Guevara interfering uh, Ricky blocked the Judas effect and hit his big move for the win Perfectly serviceable opener for me, and I have to say, for someone of his advancing years, I thought Jericho, give him his due, he can still go in these sort of situations. And this just snuck into a low recommend for me. What did you think of this opener? Yeah, so I I, I view this as the crowd were pumped, just to kind yeah, of they like, were. Yeah, the crowd were pumped, which they should be. It's just the first opening match of the, the evening, but again, you wonder, like, sort of what the real I mean, I know there's a slight build up for this, but there's nothing major really going on. But I actually felt it was a real changing of the guard match. Mm. Um, with you know Starks has got the ability to have that sort of star effect that Jericho's got um, and I also I did he come with that little bandage underneath his rib cage yeah. and even JR said something like what is that doing other than just say hit me here <laughs> um, which I thought was quite good um, I also I don't I think it was this match where JR mentioned that he was when he's talking about the crowd that he was born near San Francisco. Oh, JR was or Ricky yeah. Starks? Oh, okay. okay. JR said, I was born near here and I just need to commend Taz who replied and just said, so that Oklahoma thing's all at work. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely Very brilliant. Good. Very good. And just to clarify, it was nice to have JR back, albeit for a short period of time. Yeah, I didn't give him do, much today. You do realise how how the guy is so intelligent yeah. when it comes to us and he speaks when he needs to speak, not just for the sake of it which is what Shivani does, in my opinion. Um, I thought really good opening match. I really like the blocked Judas effect, actually, which I don't think I've seen before. And I was very happy he won clean. Yes. Starts from clean. And as I said, I think this could be a real change of the guard moment. Um, yeah, I don't so recommend. I was, I was from pay-per-view that I was, or am, expecting nothing for. Uh, in essence, actually, when I woke up this morning, I was thinking to myself more, oh, I haven't watched SmackDown on Friday. I need yeah. to watch that. Oh, God, I better <laughs> watch this first. Um I was happy with the start. I was like, right, this is good. We're, we're on a roll. Yeah, agree. Um, next up, we have Christian Cage and Jungle Boy in a final burial casket match. Now, I saw the Jungle Boy Undertaker-style skit on Dynamite, but I must have missed when this match was made a casket match. Did, did you Did you know this was a casket no, match? No, I had no idea. No, no. Um, no, at all. So, yeah, I, this was this was a little bit odd. Um, Christian was wearing a rather fetching sleeveless black turtleneck during this one, which is, uh, yeah, not, not a look that I could pull off, certainly. Um, the casket itself was right up on the ramp. Um, so them doing sort of large portions of the match in the ring felt a little bit pointless to me because obviously you couldn't win in the ring. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the placement of that casket. And also the ref was there, which I found really strange. Like, I kept looking at the ref like, well, 
why are you getting involved you're yeah why you, there's yeah. no need what's anyone going to do here that's involved you, you just need to be by the yeah by the casket yeah, yeah. you're absolutely <laughs> right actually, I, I suppose he was there i guess for checking on the health of <laughs> Maybe, the thing but yeah. then could you do a stoppage and i suppose if someone was know. like yeah seriously injured i guess you do a stoppage but yeah i don't know I, i'm not i think that well, I'll go on to this, but Perry won in 14 minutes and 48 seconds. He was conflicted over landing a concerto uh, on the ramp before hurling Christian to the casket, which was surrounded by dirt. And this dirt got all over both men during this when they were doing spots in it, including on Perry's mouth and his lips at one point, which I just thought was so, so grim. Um, and when Christian was lying in the casket, Perry gave him a little kiss on the forehead and then slammed the lid shut and the casket lowered, presumably to hell. And I guess Christian's now dead. So um, <laughs> the action was fine. But I did have a problem with the concept. I just thought that I was sitting there thinking, this is fine. There's nothing wrong with the action here, but it's made it harder for me to get into it. And I thought a victory in the ring after like a 25 minute classic with Christian would have done far more for Perry than this, who I think has got the potential to be a real superstar for this company. Uh, just it was all right for me. Dan, what did you make of this second match of the night? Yeah, I think I think I sort of get why they may have themed it. Um, I think they've had their sort of attempts at having just matches of each other and they've chose bizarre different reasons to, you know, they've had different ends that they cleaned, dirty, etc. Um, I hope, and I really do mean this, that the reason it's called Final Burial is it's the end of this feud. It must be, yeah. And... Jungle Boy's kiss to Christian. I just thought that is him kissing this all done and it's finished. And I actually didn't mind the spots in the mud. I thought they were quite good. No, um, I don't mind the spots. I just wouldn't have liked to have been in the mud myself. Right, yeah. Um, I did think if you're going to use a plastic coffin or casket, don't bang someone's head on it because no, it's quite yeah. clearly plastic. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, not only has he gone, Christian's gone to hell, he is honestly he's not going to survive with that burnt plastic I tell you that's going to cause him all sorts of problems um, the fumes on that yeah not, the fumes on that one, yeah. Um, the only other observation was it's interesting because you said you don't think you could pull off a turtleneck combo whereas when he walked out I pictured that before I knew you that is exactly the sort of clobber you would wear no, out. No. that's what I picture you in uh, sleeveless turtleneck <laughs> I've not Croydon. had a turtleneck I can remember the last turtleneck I had it was a Reebok turtleneck that was green and I wore it to Claire Lotriot's party in the second years at uh, secondary school that's the last there time I wore a turtleneck and I remember that party because you, were you a bit young for gladiators like US or do you remember gladiators yeah yeah so one of the big things I don't remember was, anyone in gladiators wearing a sleeveless turtleneck no 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 no. so basically this, this party was on the same night as either the USA versus GB Gladiators final, which is mm -hmm. a massive deal, or the semi final. Right, it's yeah. like you remember, like Eunice Hutheart was in yeah. it. So I remember that. Why I can remember that from that party, I do not know. And I remember also PJ and Duncan's Let's Get Ready to Rumble was a big deal at that party. So <sighs> wow. we move on. Back over to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, had, <laughs> I had it was all right, and I really just hope that's the end. But it was nothing bad, and I actually didn't mind the, the little novelty bit. But again, as, as as per match one and I think going up all the way to match four there's no video packages yeah so I could have done with maybe a little video package there and it might have just brought this all full circle but whatever they didn't have the time did they no. they were rushing to get this done in four yeah. hours um, in the biggest shot in wrestling in 2023 the Young Bucks trios match somehow was in the first hour of pay-per-view again Oh dear. So we had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Death Triangle for the AEW World Trios title. Um, while I was watching this match, I felt like I'd seen so much high-level three-on-three wrestling since the original tournament. Obviously, United Empire match against the Elite last year, which was you know top 10 match of the year for me. All the Death Triangle stuff. Uh, and while there were moments in this that were kind of higher level, I couldn't help but think it just wasn't quite as good as stuff I've seen before. And thankfully, the best news of the day is the trio's purgatory of Kenny Omega is over. It's no more as the House of Black won the match in 17 minutes and 58 seconds. And the final sequence was really good with the Bucks going for the Meltzer driver. But Buddy Matthews caught Nick Jackson with a devastating looking kick or knee. It might have been a knee, actually. And then they finished him off with Dante's Inferno, a move name I had to look up for the win. Um... And I did wonder if this was the beginning of the end for Kenny Omega in AEW, as I reckon there's only about five or six months of contract time left. What are they going to do with him in that time? 
I don't know, but I I do wonder about Kenny, and I would quite like to see him in WWE these days, which which is something I can't believe I'm saying. Or the 28 version of my set of me would want to kick me in the balls for that. Um, this is a recommend for me. No no higher, no lower. Um, but I can't help can't help but thinking this may have been slightly below expectations. What did you think of the World Trios title match here? Um, I I have to recommend. I think I might have enjoyed it a bit more than you. Um, I've, my opening line on my notes here was I wanted an elite loss I've got nothing against them I just wanted these belts off of them yeah um, you got the Bucks and Sean I mean Kenny Omega coming out there <laughs> um, and yeah so I mean the crowd like you say maybe expectations were high because after about two minutes in the crowd are singing this is awesome nothing yeah. had happened no there's nothing worse than that like say it's awesome when I mean when it's awesome yeah, yeah. or at least something's happened they yeah. not started no um yeah, I, 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 you know, I enjoy the Bucks. I enjoy their what they commentate when they're doing the moves. You know, Kenny doing the Terminator. I'd love, I, I'd love to see this um, and clap along with it. Um, what I liked about it was a different style to the Death Triangle matches. Um, I think it showed the elite in a different sort of that they can do it with them as well yeah. because it wasn't all high flying. They had to then adapt themselves to dealing with the bigger guys. Um, Malachi Black looked really good. Yeah, um, he is. Do good. wonder whether well, they got this trios thing now, right? So that that'll probably see them swing out at the end of the year. But whether he eventually goes solo, um, yeah. The the, the the I'm glad they won because it would have annoyed me because when they hit the first Dante's Inferno, the two of them ran to the to stop them coming in, ran to the two corners of the ring that Matt Jackson wasn't in. Right, right, right. And he come in and stopped the pin. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then when they done it again, they got the right one. Um, so, to which I was elated by. Um, I thought it was another good match. I was, the elite, I'd say, is still cut above. And this is hopefully, you, you're mentioning your contract side, but if I take all the contract bit away, my, my hope is that this has gone from them now. Now they can go and pursue singles yeah. and tag teams. And that's the thing. Um, the downside of this was that JR left. Um, the only other little quick comments I'd have is there's a woman in the crowd who looked like she was dressed like a Chelsea pensioner. <laughs> and the minute I twigged her, I couldn't get, get not... female Chelsea pensioners. No. No, there's but any, any men. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wondered. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't yeah. stop watching her after that. <laughs> and then also, there was a man in the front with like a CC. CCCP t-shirt oh like yes Russian shirt. Yeah. you're not funny mate like literally he was holding up signs during the thing I was just like why would you wear that in the front yeah row? that is weird you isn't have it? no concept of what's going on do you know on. what it's funny. funny no 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 you're, you're right like, I didn't didn't connect the dots on that I saw that as like a I saw that t-shirt and I didn't connect the dots but you're absolutely right that's a very weird thing to wear like, isn't I've it I've got a vested interest which yeah, is fine yeah. but at the same time whether I had a vested interest or not it's ridiculous no you are right that's the um, sort of thing they should have covered up I think actually yeah um, the only other little point going back to JR leaving and just a little side he referred to Julia Hart as a Jezebel I have <laughs> never heard the word Jezebel outside of I'm going to google WWE slash F and never heard anyone other than JR use it but my question to you is who when when you hear the word Jezebel who is the first woman you think of Oh, uh, I know, and I said it to myself, and I just can't remember. So mine, or no, you go first because I know. I know. Um, like when he said Jezebel, which woman am I thinking he's talking about? I'm thinking like maybe. So I'm thinking maybe Trish Stratus, early two thousands. See, when I was, she turned. Yeah, well, it was Stephanie. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah, Stephanie yeah, McMahon. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's that's what I would call it. He's, so then when I'm, seeing, you know what? That, that's a better one. When I've seen yeah. wearing Julia Hart. It's not quite. You're not really comparing like for like there, are you? Um, but um, yeah, Jezebel. I mean, is that used by anybody else? No, but this is. A, I didn't know. This is like a religious thing. Je- Jezebel was the daughter of Ethabel of Tyre and the wife of Ahab, king of Israel. I, I probably should stop there before I offend somebody. But yeah. in terms of urban dictionary, it's a female who is seeking attention from and possibly plotting to use someone who is wealthy Ooh. or otherwise desirable in order to gain status in society. Yeah. She is often beautiful and knows it. She uses ah. her looks to her advantage and lure in her next victim she doesn't enjoy being out this is a long definition isn't it yeah. she doesn't enjoy being out of the loop 
She very much has to be center of attention, but also doesn't have many real friends because of how shallow she is. She will do anything and will use anyone to get what she wants. She is interested in the people she's interested in purely as status symbol and will toss them away and move on when no longer satisfied. I, um, I'll be honest, when JR first used the word Jezebel, I don't think he thought about all that. No, sense. someone from Urban Dictionaries who, who put, who's put this I mean, You're very brave given it's Urban Dictionary to do more than one paragraph because <laughs> that could have gone very that could have gone all over the place someone who's put that in's obviously had a really bad experience with Jezebel yeah. hasn't they yeah. but uh, yeah no I, I recommend for me yeah. let, let's hope this is the start of something this, let's hope this is the start of something new slash old yeah well if, if Kenny's on the way out let's get get him in a singles programme with someone and get him put, to put someone over Jung, Jungle Boy popped into my mind someone like him get him a match Starks, another one that could be really good. So that's that's what I want to see. Or if he's staying, get get him get him in something serious. Um, next up, AEW Women's World Title: Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho, Soho versus a match Soraya. five. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, sorry, that wasn't a fourth match. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't great. Um, Soraya did a spot in this which made me cringe out of my skin when she when she told Hayter and Ruby to cease fighting by shouting out "Stop." Though, by the same token, it did remind me of the Britney Spears classic Crazy. Do you, know, do you remember that video? Oh. Uh, the one that also featured the girl from Clarissa Explains It All, Melissa Joan Hart, who I'm pretty sure was a wrestling fan and used to be at WWF yeah. events and she was showing... Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. Been on, she's been on in the crowd in AEW. Has she? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she... she was, yeah, so that, that was... I thought about that for a few minutes and that entertained me and then I started watching this match again and was not entertained at all. Um, this was really poor. I thought some of the work in it was bad. Um, Hater retained in 10 minutes by cradling Soho. After the match, Storm attacked her. Ruby looked on. Soraya joined in. Baker tried to make the save but got beaten down too. Ruby eventually decided to help Baker and Hayton. She told Storm and Soraya after throwing them out of the ring, you don't run this place. This is our home, bitches. But then she turned on the other two as well. And this just then was like, this is out of WCW 2000 nonsense. I just don't care enough to try and make sense of this. Just skip. Don't waste your life watching this match. What did you think of the women's world title here? Um, I needed a video package to at least try and get me hooked a tiny oh, no. bit, which I thought they weren't doing video packages at all. But as you say, they, they were. They just weren't for these. Um, this Soraya thing hasn't paid off no. for them, unfortunately. Whatever money. She's probably on she's quite a big money, slow, isn't she? slow, predictable. I mean, someone had a sign that said, hate her, we love her. That amused me <laughs> for about 10 seconds, if that. Um, and then it finished. And then, oh, then Ruby... T no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've tried to get excited, but no, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? There's so many... Did you see... Um... Riho versus Tony Storm on Dynamite this week. This uh, yes. week. So the crowd, they botched the finish, but Riho, they really got, every time she's on it, they get behind her. Yeah. And it's almost unquantifiable, but they, the crowd is just into her. Yeah. And that could be what the women's division is. There's loads of women out there that are good wrestlers and they just regressed and regressed and regressed. Paige, I don't, I mean, I don't, I haven't really got a, a sensible clue around what she's on, but I suspect she's probably on 300 grand English a year. So what, $450,000? For nothing. We, we, we spoke about her before. Nothing. We spoke about before. I'm not saying she's top level, but if you're telling me that Alex Windsor, who wrestles in Rev Pro, is not as good as her, Alex Windsor is miles better than Paige. Like, and, and I'm not saying Alex Windsor is ready for AEW, but oh my gosh, she's miles better than. Well, her. if you wanted to do a, a promote, I mean, Alex Windsor's not. You know, Alex Windsor's got a great look. Like, if you wanted to do a, a more more work based promotion, she could fit right in. Yeah. And I'm sure she can probably cut a promo and stuff as well. So yeah, I just think the women's division's a bit lost. Um, yeah, and there's plenty of good women out there. I don't know. They've got a working relationship with New Japan. Yeah, Stardom has got the same parent company. I don't I don't get it. I cannot understand why this is still not a thing. Yeah. Why are they not Stardom wrestlers on the on, on some of these shows? Um, right, next up, Hangman Page versus John Moxley in a Texas death match. Excuse my ignorance here, but did Page get a Lone Ranger style entrance here? Was that what the music was? Because I was having a in inverted commas new comfort music, break. Yeah. He's got new music. Was that his actual music for good, or is that because I thought it was a Lone Ranger theme? But I could be it, wrong. About it's, that. A, it's a theme song, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. You'll yeah. know better than me. I started singing like a like a school playground vibe. Yeah, I, I didn't really. I was in the toilet to be honest, so I didn't really. Um... I mean, I was going to say actually, with a new new page entrance. Actually, one of the points I was going to make was they've. It's another one where they've gone with a song over yeah. a theme. When the company first set up, one of the good things was is they were making some real good original theme tune yes and yeah. what's happened now is he's going to songs which actually is very mid-south mid-south-esque yep. um right buying the rights to a song i mean again it's more money than sense if you've got you can write just say to someone well i'm not going to buy you a song like, they don't have to pay royalties on things like this what's the point like he had a theme tune stick with it like, yeah yeah buying songs orange cassidy's on his second one he'll have no one soon like 
It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. You yeah. know, I mean, you don't get that in WWE, right? You had it briefly some like, every so only place, punk quite really, rare. but not very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and often as well, if they used a band, it would be like to help the band, right, become a name. Yeah. This is like they're using established songs. It's really strange because if you look on WWE Network, and I watched WrestleMania 14 the other week for Random Wrestling Review, which should be out in a week or so, and even some of the like video package music was had been changed yeah. so like WWE just won't like things like yeah. Voodoo Child for Hulk Hogan when he was using that the Limp Biscuit stuff they mm. edit all that out because it's so much money and it's not mm. it's just not worth it mm. so just make your own themes I think on occasion you might like for paying for CM Punk's probably work that made sense but someone like the Elite having Carry yeah. on our wayward son yeah. for just them doing trios matches. That's insane. That's six figure royalties, one hundred percent. And you're mental. not just paying for. So UFC will do. I don't know how UFC works. I think if, if you just have it on the live performance, you don't have to pay. I think. Um, but then if you if you do uh, replays, you have to pay extra. So as far as I know, if you go and watch Revolution from last year, or whatever, and there's licensed music on it, it'll be the same. Punk will be on there. So they bought it in perpetuity. I right. Think. Okay. So which is insane but then it's, yeah I suppose when daddy's got a lot of money you can, exactly. you can afford that sort of stuff um, so yeah the ring had barbed wire boards leaning up on the outside and various other weapons um, scattered around and this is actually not fought under original Texas Deathmatch rules so Texas Deathmatch rules were or are pin your opponent and then they have to get up to meet a 10 count so um, a little bit like like so <laughs> you say. pin them so Texas Deathmatch should be a pin yeah for one, two, three, and then they get a ten count to get back up again. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. so that's Texas. I, I have read, one of my points was they said it was about knockout and submission, and I've put to ask you: is that always the case? No, but no. I'll never guess that. So the only the only match that I can think of in WWE that was close to this was Randy Savage and Crush at WrestleMania had a had a falls count anywhere match, which was basically a Texas Death match, but they had pinfalls and then back to the ring in sixty seconds. Um, which uh, is a yes. bit different uh, but it was it was similar but yeah this was a bit strange and I'm thinking the reason they did this and it does make sense is probably to avoid them having them taking multiple falls multiple pinfalls on a card where the main event is an Ironman match uh, okay. where they were doing multiple falls sense. that's interesting um, so I think that's probably why they did it uh, Moxie was bleeding inside three and a half minutes which was shocking um and even Excalibur made fun of it on commentary and he said that even a strong breeze would make Moxley bleed, which, I mean, if you've got your lead commentator saying that, then I think you probably need to pay attention to it. Um, and then in one of the more graphic scenes I can ever remember on an American pay-per-view, Moxley caught Hangman in a triangle choke and then rammed, rammed a fork into his head over and over again. I think he was already cut, but his, his forehead just exploded with blood. This was, this was, it just turned my stomach a bit. It was really grim viewing. Um, we had a page Orihara moonsault wrapped in barbed wire uh, we also had Paige's hand being crushed between two bricks we got each man scratching their nails down one another's back which appealed to the S&M fans watching and it really was a smorgasbord of sick delights um, but my favourite parts of the match were when they were wrestling uh, these two are very capable and they did some lovely exchanges clotheslines etc but the rest is about as far away from my taste in, in pro wrestling as it gets really um, the finish came in 26 minutes when Moxie had a chain wrapped around his neck he got hit with a buckshot lariat and then another lariat and this sent him over the top rope but Hangman held onto the chain um, this was basically still around Moxie's neck and he was kind of being hung essentially he was choked out um, the crowd were into it I suspect a lot of people loved it um, as some electronic cat feeder bowls go off in the room that we're in um, I suspect a lot of people loved it but it's not my sort of thing I guess if you're into it I'm loathe to rate it but I guess if you're into this sort of match I'll probably go and recommend um, but yeah it's just not for me what do you think of uh, Hangman and Moxley here? Um, so I'll just let the cats get their food there no they've already been fed so yeah yeah. Um, so I knew as soon as I was watching this that you would be going what? no I can't do this so <laughs> I, I, I actually think people need to acknowledge appreciate your uh, ability to take away your own thoughts about that because I didn't expect to see Thanks. that because three cheers I, for me well because I would say one thing why is it the geezer walking around with a fork in his sock a wow. um, bit like anything and the same, uh, same applies to Moxley if he's going to carry on behaving like that same as I say to my kids you're going to have to use plastic <laughs> because if you're going to behave like that with, with a metal fork you, you don't you don't need a metal fork um, this is wrestling man what's a fork there that well, really yeah. annoys me Crikey, this is just, just to interrupt I'm just looking on grapple while we're talking and this is this is the second highest rated match of the night so far. Only a sm only 0.1 behind um, the main event with 4.68 as an average. So people love this. Yeah. yeah. And 
I sort of get look from what I can see of it, the fork and stuff like that. It's a lot of what Moxie does in GCW. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of GCW fans watch AEW. Um, and you might have, you know, you got. I think AEW's closest to your your ECWs, your GCWs, your stuff than the others. So if they're going to watch anything, they got the Briscoe in now. You know. So yeah, I can see why. I, I say. Mox bites again. It's biting needs to stop. It's ridiculous. The use of the bricks. Bricks is new to me. Bricks yeah. is a, what I would call bricks a new weapon. I've seen um, breeze blocks before, but yeah. not not bricks. Bricks. Were they real bricks? Do you think? Oh, no way. Come on. But then I guess they were something because otherwise they'd have broken, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's called foam. I, I suppose it probably um, it could be a strong foam. But like it? you yeah. say, my favourite bits were the wrestling. Um, yeah. There was a superb pile driver by Moxley onto the chain, um, and then a fall away slam onto the dead eye. Yeah, the dead eye was great. Absolutely brilliant. I even actually like Mox went through one of the barbed wire boards and Paige went through the other. But I actually I'd forgot that them boards were there. So Mm. when they fell through them, I was like, ah, I like like that. I didn't know that. I forgot the boards were there. So I I, I got that. Um, Then when he and then Mox stomping his head onto the bricks, he sort of celebrated that like he just got a last minute winner. He's on his knees. Yeah. Like, did you hear the Seth Rollins song chant in the crowd as well? When he yeah, did yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Um, to get um, to Mox, Mox then hit Page of a low blow, um, and I think where he hit him that with the low blow may suggest why he's called Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> well, apparently he is endowed because him and the Bucks used to be called the Hung Bucks. Right. Yeah, the trio, yeah. It, that low blow, which they insisted was a low blow, was around the knee. <laughs> and he went down holding his groin. So, Adam Page, I salute you. Sir. There was a worse low blow than that in the in the tag match. I think one of them got him in the shin and it was supposed to be a low blow, but there we go. So, yeah. maybe some big... I, I wouldn't want to get in the shower in that dressing no. room. No. Um, look, I, I I didn't mind it. I'd have it as a recommend. I am not a fan. I'm not a prude, but I'm not a fan of someone winning a wrestling match by hanging their opponent. No, no, bit and much. My children aren't whether they watch wrestling. I don't know, but my eldest is a girl. I'm I can't see that she's got any interest. She's into ballet. But I will tell you one thing: if she said she, if she'd alluded to me that she liked wrestling, I'm probably at seven. I'm probably I definitely would have let her watch it. I would have had. I would have. I would have not been a massive fan to see her watch her see someone win by hanging yeah. and then go to school and play in wrestling oh crikey I'm, um, I'm not even sure what a 12 or 13 year old watching yeah, this I, yeah I'm not a fan of that you can't no. be doing that no. like you you can't that's you know that's just and, and, and not just just for children you know there's some impressionable adults out there as well come on man like hanging it's just silly yeah, I'm just not sure this sort of wrestling has that big of wide, wide, wide stream appeal. Really, I think is the thing. I think um, I don't mind a, a kind of a death match to conclude a sort of blood feud, but I'm not sure this. I'm not sure. But then also, you know what you're that, getting. You know what you. I, I know. I guess people could go, well, you wouldn't get your kid watch a Texas death match. You know, probably not. But you know, I've watched Texas death matches. I had no issue up until the hanging bit. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's the bit that really got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I had no yeah. issue. I don't know, the barbed wire and all that. Yeah, fine. But the hanging, a kid or, or you know, whatever, could, could, could simulate, you know, old barbed wire and all that. That You can't simulate hanging someone. You put something around someone's neck yeah. and pull it. Like, there's no way you can muck about with it. And it just, it just didn't sit very well for me. But... Um, I'll say all that it's a recommend recommend <laughs> <laughs> just recommend recommend age 18 plus Re- recommend uh, Samoa Joe and Wardlow for the TNT titles next and what an absolute death spot for these two um, I can't recall Wardlow wearing a singlet with trunks at the bottom before So he looked so budget it was awful wasn't it he looked so yeah, he looked like awful. when you get a computer game and like a wrestling computer game and you start your career yeah. and you have to make a player but you haven't unlocked any of the costumes so yeah, you've just yeah, got yeah. to start with the basic yeah, package yeah. And, you get, and you get that and that's what he looked like that reminds me so much of the golf game you get like the crappiest cap yeah, yeah. I don't even think you were allowed a glove to start off yeah, with yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and that's what this was in wrestling games uh, so Wardlow actually won this via referee stoppage to regain the title in 10 minutes and 37 seconds after choking out Samoa Joe. And one of the commentators said that Wardlow put Joe to sleep. And this very nearly did me. And this wasn't a bad show up to this point, but I was struggling a little bit here. Um, this was only a smidgen ahead of skip for me, just at the absolute bottom of it was all right. Um, Dan, what do you think of this? And also, uh, is the gold rubber ring that Hobbs had in his luxury box ahead of his challenge on Wednesday the worst prop in the history of professional wrestling? 
is it the worst prop and also is it or is the worst thing to have something that indicates you are the face of the revolution <laughs> oh yeah all oh, right what did you do at revolution oh i just stood on the balcony just, and held yeah. up my rubber ring but you're the face <laughs> of the show surely you're in the main event no i'm going to be on dynamite next week where i'm going to be squashing about five minutes because he's only just retained the title yeah. um but if he'd fallen in a pool he'd been safe yeah, for that rubber ring fa- wouldn't he? the face of the revolution yeah. and he's not even at revolution what, what who's come up with that idea imagine that oh right you've won the royal rumble Mr. WrestleMania, oh yeah, you'll be on the show. You'll be on Backlash, huh? No, I'm Mr. Yeah, whatever, mate. You'll be on Backlash. Well, I think I think the ladder match probably would have been on the pay per view, but they didn't have time. Is, yeah. is the thing. So uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, I, I I I'm assuming there was a little promo. So I'm assuming Wardlow. There's something to do with the fact that his hair linked with his father because they spoke about the hair like it was a small child. Yeah, they uh, did. Uh, they overregged the hair a little bit. Like I'm sure his dad didn't summarise their whole relationship on the fact that his son grew his hair I think it was something like I did I did watch this promo but and it was okay but it, I think it was something like his dad had long hair and then when his dad died he grew his hair grew his hair yeah, yeah. I mean as I said to you before unless you're in the dead dad's club yeah. you can't really get these angles yeah good point well mate <laughs> he's done me there hasn't he gonna, but I would say one thing You can, I, then then also then, do you know what to make it worse I was going to go you can grow your hair back but I appreciate <laughs> who I'm talking to um, when, uh, when Cody wins the title like WrestleMania I'm yeah, going to do hashtag go. dead yeah. dad's club I didn't, I didn't know Cody's dad was dead he should have said it um <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember how over Wardlow used to be? Yeah, I know. I know. Do you remember, yeah, I remember talking I remember. to you about yeah. us going, "Oh my gosh, yep. they've got a star they've built up here." Good lord! Mm. I mean, I'll tell you what I've done in this match. I watched the crowd in this match. Yeah. I've never, and again, I think you've mentioned to me before about in WWE they wouldn't allow this, but during this match. I was more interested in the what people were bringing back from the bar. Oh yeah, in the front yeah. row. Yeah. So you had. Um, the guy in the rush shirt had another crap sign. So there was a woman screaming. <laughs> yeah, it was a woman screaming. Like yeah. a wolf. <laughs> I wondered. I was going to note that, note that down. I thought Dan's definitely going to note that down. She was screaming like yeah, a yeah. wolf. There was fans <laughs> just talking. Like I swear, if you if you probably listened close enough, you could hear a chat about yeah. what people were having for dinner. Um, it, honestly, you could. You, I couldn't stop noticing how many people were going down for drink. Like I'm watching people do that. You know, oh, I'm just down there, mate. Excuse me, excuse me, mate. Excuse me, excuse me. I could just. Oh, sorry, see, sorry. Coming through, coming yeah, through. I yeah. could see all of this. Watching like I'm watching people going. To be honest, one of the things I was laughing at was no one's come back with two beers. Like everyone's just going to have one here. Like you know, this might just be me, but whenever and every wrestling show I've been to, well, actually up until recently, I've been with been with the main man here. We are getting two at a time. Yeah, big time. Because I'm not getting up again. Cardiff was so good for that because you, you had loads of video packages in between the matches. It's like beer yeah, on. You're getting two at a time. Toilet beers back in the yeah, back. I was watching these yeah. people with one beer like, you're going to be back up in a minute. What are you doing? <laughs> um, maybe they're not alcoholics. Um, Wardlow hit that headbutt. The dragon chow down. Um, ultimately, bye-bye, Joe. Thank God for that. Hobbs next. Oh, that'll be good on Dynamite. No. Um, <laughs> this belt has now just turned into sort of like big blokes they don't know what to do with. Jim and Cody had this. Yeah. Yeah. Big blokes yeah. they don't know what to do with. Um, yeah. Yeah. How you have got that into um, it was all right category. Oh, really? My absolute okay. mind. That's a skip. If you've got, if you've got like, wow, oh, I need to watch Revolution. Yeah. You are skipping that. Yeah. Unless I guess. you want to see what people bring back from the bar. I am interested to see what you see what you say about the next one then on that on that base. Is there anything more to add on this one before we move on to the tag no. titles? So next up we had the Guns versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus the Acclaim versus Orange Cassie and Dan Houser for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. And it was criminal that the tag titles were being defended on pay-per-view in a four-way, and even more criminal that the match contained Jeff Jarrett, who someone on Twitter was getting at me. And they talk about people getting at me on Twitter, which seems to be a theme of recent weeks. But That'll be coming up later on. Oh really? I look forward to that. Um, there was a grating amount of comedy in this, and not comedy that worked at any level for me. And the guns retained in thirteen twenty one by putting Danhausen. And to be fair, Danhausen he had a good good showing in this. Um, I didn't like this at all. I thought the tone was completely wrong. It's a world tag team title match. This shouldn't be about comedy. I don't get it. Um, and I have to say, skip. And after the match, Renee came out and interviewed the Guns briefly, and they said they were the best tag team in the world. And FTR's music played out, played, and they came out. And FTR fought the Guns off, hit one of them with a spike pile drive, the other the shatter machine. And Dax was somehow busted open here. Um, and those, for those keeping count, that's four people that have bled on this show. I think so that far. was unlucky. Yeah, I think it that was, was a, a stray, mistake. Yeah. It was a stray fist, as I put. Yeah. 
Uh, what did you think about this? Have you have you got another drink there, John? Another one? Yeah, I'll get another one. Oh yeah, carry on talking. I'm not going to edit this. That's, that, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Uh, my expectations were zero, and um, they remain that. Um, you've got yeah. I had, I don't think I'd actually ever seen Danhausen wrestle. Um, and I just one thing I'd say about Danhausen is that's the power of social media for you right there. Um, and I can't, I can't, I can't knock him. Like fair play to him, he's used social media and he's got himself a wrestling contract. And actually, I thought he, I, I completely agree with you. He, he did all right. Do you know what he done? What Orange Cassidy used to do? You're a joke. Yeah. And then when you actually try and wrestle, you're like, hold on a minute, you've got something about you. Yeah, I too late was... now. You've made a silly character. Well, for yeah, yourself. I think he was injured when he first came into AEW, so that's why he couldn't really do much. But I thought he was, he was solid in here. Um, I'd imagine not only that you annoyed with Jarrett, but. Jay Lethal having the, the, the tinge of Macho Man theme must oh, great um, on you every time. I think Macho Man may have signed off on it when they saw each other in TNA uh, years ago. What is going on with this weather as well? It's absolutely pouring rain. with rain, isn't it? Um, it's not the one at all. So there was actually, to be honest, there was a, a little bit less humour than I expected to begin with. Um, there's just too many people, by the way. I completely agree with most of your comments on this, if not all. Um, there's a little bit less humour, and then all of a sudden you had Dan Housen come in, and the guy with a pencil in his ear, and then the big fella, and oh, Billy Gunn. Yeah, um, then the guns low blowing their dad. So is it Freud or whatever? <laughs> We'd have an absolute field day on that. I think. What, what does that indicate? Low blowing your dad. Um, What's the there was a Golden Globe? What's the Golden Globe for? I don't know. Um, then Jeff Jarrett's moves. My, my cat didn't like that. I did too. Then the um, Jeff Jarrett's finisher is called the Stroke, which I thought was a bit strange. Whether it's an elderly move or whatever. Um, oh, that's from WCW when he okay. had like the Booker's ear, basically. In a four-way, there's no DQ. So why the guitar was taken, exactly. taken away yep. annoyed me yep. greatly. Um, and then do you know what? When the guns won, I just laughed because, do you know what? And normally that would really annoy me that yeah. they won again. But I have so little interest now in that title, and also I just look at that and just think, oh my god, how you can't? It's so ridiculous that they're the champions. You can't even get stressed about it. Mm. Just so I actually laughed, and like I said I enjoy it out of spite and disbelief. Like I don't know what I think about it. I just yeah. laugh about it. I don't know how you. How do you get to a in a tag team? This this tag team division. You you've the acclaim got over, and they're one of the most popular acts in the company. You've taken the titles off them to do a feud between the Guns and FTR. How do you get there? It, I don't it, get show, it. it shows you how he, I I still think how he never it was never in the start the acclaim to win it because yeah. I think we said should have called an audible audible when they did do it they then literally set up a, a thing which don't get me wrong I was happy because I was yeah. there for it but that was set up on the basis that ah, I should have called the audible and then the first and then, and then they took them off to the guns they were never meant to be involved no, in this no. um, set up um, and yeah and, and also there's 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 heat, right? There's a hill having heat, and there's the crowd booing because they think it's ridiculous, and they'll sell that. Or Tony Khan will sell it as in when the guns won, the crowd were booing and stuff. They're not booing the guns. No, they're booing because they think booing it's you. Shit. Yeah, yeah, they're booing yeah. you. Like they, 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 no one has an opinion on the guns. No one's got an opinion on them. No one cares. No, exactly. No one cares. There's no heat yeah. on the guns. No. everyone's just this is bullshit yeah. because these are this is this is ridiculous. And what's really weird is when I was just writing as I go, I wrote, please let this set up FTR. Please, please, please. And then they come out. So I'm not saying, you know, Booker of the Year, but <laughs> that's a big re-signing, I think. Um, well, have they signed though? Well, it I don't, depends yeah. if they win the belts. Yeah, My yeah. view was, and this is the hope, they go, they win the belts, yep. the Bucks are now free, they take them on, Aussie Open are kicking round on a free contract. And all of a sudden, we could be sitting here in six months' time with FTR, Young Bucks, Aussie Open, A and other, and then start going. And, go, and we could look at it. We could look. We, we've just had to go to their main pay-per-view with the Guns, uh, Lethal and Jarrett, Cassidy and Danhausen and the Acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. And we could, in theory, go, not that I'd want another four-way, but you could say, who are the top four names? You could say FTR, Bucks, Aussie Open, and Acclaimed. Say, yeah, yeah, say yeah, I'd yeah. keep them in there. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're looking at a pretty different and pretty decent tag picture all I of a sudden I can't like the Bucks and FTR to... if you, okay here's a question for you if you could if you could contracts were, were no were not, didn't mean anything you could lift if you could lift 
Omega, The Bucks, and FTR drop them in WWE tomorrow, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But why do we feel this way? It's just yeah, weird, isn't it? Solid. It's just weird, isn't it? It's just strange. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, anything more to add on this? Because we've no, got a bit I, of an I, epic I, coming I, I, up. I'd add it as a skip, so... This next match, my intention was not to do... Um, not to go too hard on notes on this one because it's obviously a 60 minute match and um you know there's there's you know i wanted to kind of absorb it but i ended up taking quite a lot of notes on it so next match was the AEW world title mjf versus brian danielson in a 60 minute iron man match and danielson was out first and mjf had a big string instrument thing before his normal music started and he came out in a white devil's mask um, at 5.30 MJF chucked some drink over a kid in the front row which I think he must have been a plan and said right in the camera oh no is this going to cost me a star Dave maybe I won't get the Brian Danielson award to Mr Dave Meltzer who was in attendance for this show um, just down the road from where he lives in San Jose uh, not a huge amount happened in the first 20 minutes albeit I didn't think they were actively bad but around 21 minutes, they had a great near fall after um, a Made in Japan move. So the Shingo Takagi move from MJF, uh, which looked really dangerous. But uh, this is a great near fall. And they followed up with a, a fantastic sequence of cradles and roll-ups, which the crowd bought into. Um, at 25 minutes and 27 seconds, Danielson scored the first fall with a Bisaiku knee to go one up. This is the only bugbear of the whole match. And, I, and, I, and it's a small one, given what happens afterwards. But... I didn't really explain this next bit. MJF low blow Danielson, and apparently the referee went to ring the bell, but then MJF cradled him twice to get two pinfalls in just under 27 minutes. So actually what happened is uh, Danielson won a fall by DQ and MJF won two. So it was two all, but the, I know in the crowd they didn't really get this, but they did um, They did show it on the screen. So that's the one thing they did a little bit wrong in this, I think. Anyway, moving on. At 36 minutes, MJF hit a great elbow drop from the ring post onto Danielson on the outside through a table. And Brian just made it back in uh, the ring for a great, uh, basically near count out full. Um, Danielson was bleeding at 39 minutes following a tombstone through the table on the outside. That's five bleeders on the pay-per-view. Um, MJF hit the heat seeker and pinned Brian at 40 minutes and 30 seconds to go 3-2 up. Um, MJF was busted with 12 minutes left off a of Brian top rope headbutt. So that's six bleeders for those uh, with six in the, how many bleeds do we get on the pay-per-view um, sweepstakes there. And he was bleeding profusely here. Uh, with 11 minutes to go, Brian hit a Bisaiku knee and then put the label lock on to draw the match level at 3 all. Danielson tried to put it on again, but MJF reversed it into the sort of the earth as the clock passed 10 minutes left. Brian reversed it again into the label lock. So it looked like uh, MJF was going to tap. Uh, but he got out again and got the sort of the earth on again. And this exchange over the course of a couple of minutes was incredibly good. Um, and the crowd really were into Brian by this point. Um, and then we got down to the five minute mark and the crowd erupted once more. Um, and they were in it. And this is a huge credit to both men at this point as they brawled. There was a superb near fall with 3.44 left after another MJF heat seeker. With two and a half minutes left, MJF hit a tombstone from the middle rope but couldn't capitalise as he landed on his already damaged knee. With 80 seconds left, MJF covered Danielson but he kicked out and reversed it into a single leg crab and the crowd rose in one and MJF did not tap out and the time elapsed with the score at three all. This got some booze but I don't think the crowd sort of really completely bought into this was, this was going to be it. Um, Shivani on commentary said he was getting some communication from the back. Um, and MJF at this point was passed out on the mat and was getting some oxygen from some medics. Uh, Tony Giovanni walked down to, to ringside and he said to the ring announcer that Tony Khan had said there must be a winner. So um, the, the ring announcer announced that we were in sudden death rules. The bell rang again. The medical team went out. MJF was down looking shocked and Danielson was up. The crowd was into it. This was incredible. Uh, there were a couple of near falls, uh, including one after an MJF low blow, which were really well done. MJF grabbed the belt. The referee said he would be DQ'd if he uh, used it. Um, he then got... What's this? He got the ring... Got Oh, uh, so, so basically, as the, as the referee was taking the belt away, MJF got the ring out of his tights. Um, but Brian hit the reverse Rana, then Bisaiku knee for one of the best... And I'm not even joking. This is one of the best near falls I've ever seen. This was incredible. A near fall for the absolute ages. I was sweating out of every port at this point, thinking, could the impossible happen? Brian got the crab back on and the referee then removed the ring from MJF's hand and MJF reached the ropes. Uh, Brian thought he'd won because MJF tapped just as he got on the ropes here, but he hadn't. Uh, MJF was, then fell to the outside. 
and the oxygen tank that was being used on him from earlier on was down there um, and he basically got it and nailed Danielson sort of backwards with, with the referee out of sight uh, he then got Brian in Brian's own label lock and Brian's hand dropped twice and you thought that was going to be it but then his hand went up on the third time um, and he fought off again fought off again but then he faded and eventually tapped out for the MJF win in total match time of 65 minutes and 18 seconds and MJF retains the AEW World Championship and I'm not even joking this is the best Ironman match ever televised in history it might have been the best match in company history and if Danielson had won this it would have been the best moment in company history but I can understand why he didn't and MJF who I've been very very hard on made a believer out of me and this was absolutely phenomenal and if you have this above Osprey and Omega fair play to you I've got it slightly below it but I can't see or fathom how anything possibly could be above this out there in the rest of the year wrestling wise this was absolutely phenomenal must watch all day long Dan what do you think of the main event wow. there you go yeah <laughs> okay skip is what you're going for no there. no 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 wow Okay, you've worded the... I mean, I don't really know how to go here. Um, this is one of my least favourite match types. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Because you know it's going 60 minutes. Yeah, let yeah. alone 60 minutes of a man that yeah. can't wrestle. Until now. Yeah. Um, I expected gesturing, getting out of things, uh, interferences, and then Danielson to carry him. And within about, I think it was 40 seconds or something... Um, he already rolled out the ring um so i was i was like oh here we go you know and uh, i thought mjf's entrance was you know quite bold and at the time i was hoping that's because he's milking it because it'll be his last one as a champion so why not go out big um massive emphasis on the crowd for this one but you know what this was an absolute breeze for them to get into um Love the scoreboard actually. Yeah. On the Titan Tron, is that still what it's called, or is that just well, pure uh, WWE? Yeah, thing? poor WWE thing. But it's, it's you know we know what you, you mean. Yeah, it's the same um, thing basically, same difference. The throwing the water on the kid, I like that. Don't give me some mark or not. Good sport, little brat. Um, and then I'm just then I'm watching, going, MJF's wrestling here. He's actually wrestling and interacting with the fans, but not over the top interacting. He's doing just the right amount, and I liked it, and I felt myself going, oh hello. And then I just then I even more liked him when with 40 minutes left, um, he literally sticks a middle finger up to pro wrestling moments by doing the Shawn Michaels pose. Yeah, the yeah, it was so good. I didn't know that he reads the tweets, <laughs> um, but clearly does um, because there was no reason for him to do a Shawn Michaels pose. So that can be the only reason um, that um, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, just just go on to pro wrestling moments twitter account and tweets and replies and have a look at the uh the week steve's had yeah um, great time uh discussing mr michaels um full one after 25 minutes i must admit i put here and well oh here we go like a bit like you say it's an hour long nothing really happens mm. and at first i mean i don't know how how would you how would you ordinarily book these things but i, I went to ask you this and then i actually thought the answer might be what we've just watched. Well, I think it absolutely uh, is what we've just watched. And that's yeah. why, like, and, yeah. and, and that's a testament to this yeah. match. Um, then you've got, and then I'll just put full two, three, four, uh, happened between 28 and 29. The, the, the no gap between falls was obviously explained at that moment because normally you get 30 second yeah. break. Um, okay, that's fine because actually when they do the 30 second break one, I'm often quite like, so, so for example, MJF sacrificing with the low blow to get a pin, I'm all for that. Yeah. And for people to go, he got two pins from a low blow. Tell you what, as a, as a man, uh, <laughs> that was the most realistic part of this whole program. If someone hit me that hard in the balls, they would pin me for a lot longer than yeah, two yeah. falls. If you think you're getting up after six seconds, having been hit that hard, yeah, true. that was the most realistic thing I've seen in wrestling for some time. <laughs> um, Adam Page would be able to, to vouch for me when someone accidentally bumps into his knees. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no gap, and it's, I'll just put here, sympathise with Danielson. Um, there was a little bit here where I start to question Taz a little bit. He, he made a real deal about, because there was a lot of time where MJF was going to his water bottle. Yeah, yeah, that was weird, I wasn't it? Yeah. the water was going to be involved in the yeah, finish Yeah, I somehow. did as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Taz then made the point to say that it was a bad idea having water, because it makes you bloated and ties you out. <laughs> Again, I'm going back to my advice for children earlier on, but 
Mr. Taz is not a doctor. <laughs> and I don't think, going back to your mum and dad, if they go, uh, have some water. Well, I wouldn't have thought so. I'm going to be bloated. It's going to tire me out. <laughs> it's the best idea. No. He said it twice. Yeah. Um, Can we just say MJF was in incredible shape for oh, this. Oh, he looked great. He looked incredible. Yeah, he, looked he looked incredible. Um, yeah. we Titan sports protein shakes, maybe. Yeah. But we did have whatever the he's doing, it works. Iron Man match tactic, which was work on an injury, which is fine. I completely get it. Then... I don't know again uh, whether the camera caught this or not, but I, I've heard down the grapevine a rumour that maybe I started that when MJF went up to the rope, he gave two thumbs up and went, F you, pro wrestling moments, and then he hit him <laughs> with a HBK elbow drop. Um, so he's really sticking it, sticking it to the man here. Um, I really like the pile drive through the remaining elements of the table that was up. I thought that was excellent. Yeah. I don't say little, but... Oh, the tombstone. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. Really good, um, yeah. Now, this is where the double... the the. The, the no gap thing fell down a little bit because um, there was a bit where MJF hit the heat seeker Danielson's out yeah he pinned him once if there's no gap just sit there longer yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. but he, he pinned him got the three rolled out started chilling out well if you can get two in a row just hold him until he kicks yeah, out yeah. you could you know we, we've all seen it where people go wow when there's no ref there and counts to ten we'll just sit there and there was a little bit of that when Danielson got the the Bisaku near the end. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, but that is nit- we're both nitpicking there. Yeah. But that, well, that well, is actually, true. what yeah. a Scalibur, yeah. a Scalibur, which I sometimes think picks up on these things, he then started explaining that, um, like, oh, he couldn't, he couldn't get, he pinned him once and he couldn't redo the pin in, like, he, he started trying to explain that you have to, you would have to have released the pin, go back in, and he, he didn't have the energy to do right. it. So, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. noticed it as well, but yeah. I was a bit like, well, fair play on him for doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there was then a real spell where MJF kept saying best in the world yeah, and yeah. I just kept thinking surely not surely <laughs> not soon I think but, not um, but yeah. it didn't quite happen um, however the ending didn't have anyone coming down so we never know yep. um, yes I mean he MJF was opened up by a superb diving headbutt to the shoulder which is very impressive from Danielson yeah. hitting at MJF's <laughs> shoulder and bleeding him so much where I can add there's that blood capsule there I mean that blood no no he, did, he just probably is a bleeder it, must, it was real I mean, blood 100%, but, oh, yeah. but he caught his shoulder yeah um, I don't want to belittle it but <laughs> I don't mind that so much to be um, I don't want him to do head on head but yeah, yeah I think it's it's a bit some... like we saw in um, in the Royal Rumble uh, when Howdy come off the top and missed the elbow oh, yeah, drop yeah. by a country mile. Yeah. It's not as bad as that, but I think when it's... you're going to bleed that much, do it with like they had so many opportunities for him to be cut open. A headbutt yeah. was not for me, not the one. But I think he probably he'd already a... cut himself before. Oh yeah, the yeah, jump. Yeah. It was a long way to go. Look, I'm being the, the key thing about that is how you shoot it. So it's a bit like the Hobbs thing on yeah. Dynamite. Like everyone was up in arms about that, but there was a shot where you couldn't really see the refs. Mm. If they just kept on that shot, it would have been, it would have been okay. Because what else do you do in that scenario? In this scenario, you've got you 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 film. Yeah, because I know I've obviously directed professional wrestling for years, but as far as I see, you film Brian coming off the ropes on one camera and you cut it on the impact to a different angle, and then you can't see where he's landed, and that's how you do it. But yeah, so then we had like go free all through a submission again. I had this whole thing of just hold the submission and keep hold of it, but I don't know, whatever. I'm nitpicking. Then there was an excellent submission segment, really, really good. People shout. Then, then, then I, I, I mentioned about this water because he went for water again. People started saying H two O. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. obvious it was. Um, <laughs> the pile driver from the top rope. I honestly think a little bit of sit come out of my mouth. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually before a Fulham game a few weeks ago. Um, I was talking to someone about the. You were. I think you just turned up Austin Owen Hart thing because he oh, had yes. never seen it. And then when I said I'd get it on YouTube, he said no, and I went thank you for saying no. And but I think because it's in the, that was a few weeks ago, it's still in my mind. Yeah. So when he come off, I honestly I think a little bit of sick come out, but it was amazing. They drew. Now the joy of watching it back, not live, is I saw there's eight minutes left here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Can we just clarify that when Tony Giovanni did take the call off Tony Khan, he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, T." Yeah, <laughs> he called him T. I called mean, him T. Oh my god! I can imagine Tony Khan's on these guys. Don't call me Tony. Call yeah, me T. Yeah, yeah. There's call no way Shivani's kind that. Tony Khan's got no problem. Tony, <laughs> come on, we're friends here. Call me T. T oh man. my god. Um, so yeah, and then and then I wrote down here before I knew what was going to happen. 
Why does MJF need oxygen from a submission halt on his legs? Oh, he was, I guess he was knackered. I get. I think that's the thing they were playing. Yeah, that he was but so people tired. are often knackered and they never bring out oxygen <laughs> machines. I was like, this is a bit weird. Didn't think anything of it. Just more like, this is silly. Um, and then, then there was a, it was a bit messy. So, for example, the ref was pushed by MJF. Yeah, that's a disqualification. He's lost the belt. Uh, that, that again, I, I don't want to sound thing, but little tiny details like that yeah, yeah, annoy me that. so yeah. that's a disqualification you've lost you know the end um, but the ref allowed it um, but then we had the kick out of that knee the psycho knee whatever amazing then we see the reason for the oxygen but then he kept his arm up yeah that was so and I was good. like oh my god and then he still made him submit which I thought was fantastic that he still made him submit yeah. um, fair play to him he's turned my opinion of him round his next opponent whoever Tony Khan chooses is huge for not just him but the company um, Kenny's in town uh, maybe the best in the world might be back in town there's plenty of places they can go with this yeah I do, I do Kenny at the next pay-per-view please, 100% please don't mess yeah. this up um, because you've put MJF you, you, you've made well you've made two not say full-on believers but you've made two people respect you here 100 had literally no respect for you yeah i have it as a very high recommend just because of the odd little things here that just annoyed me a little yeah. bit um but yeah fair play to him and you know actually i quite liked that the show just ended with him yeah. with the bell there was no running in i actually quite like that yeah that was old that, that's that's old school WWF never had people running in at the end. No, they didn't overbook well, they did, it, it was very much. rare. Like, yeah, it was generally yeah. just the person just enjoying, you know, and then it would always be JR going, signing off with, see you, see you on Raw, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it would just be that. Like, yeah. And then you had to tune into Raw to know where it was going. Yeah, 100%. Whereas what's been happening in these events is you're like, well, no, actually, to be honest, I don't need to watch Dynamite now because I can see that's the next person. Well, yeah. So I, fair play. So they've left yeah. it open. And also what that's done is, let's say, for example, Khan had a, had a had a way that he wanted to go by not throwing someone out he's he, we all know he does this he'll be looking around the internet he'll see and if he reads enough stuff or things and goes mm. of people really want this now he can go and do it rather than put, forcing it on people yeah. and then people going oh this is rubbish and it's too late he's already made the thing I thought that was a very good move maybe by him which is difficult for me to say but I think it was yeah and uh, yeah it was great I think uh, it's probably Omega or Adam Cole at next paper mm. I'd say it's probably the one Adam yeah. Cole forgot about yeah. that man yeah um, I thought I think with regards to MJF he probably needs a little bit of quality control on some of the stuff just making sure that the stuff he says in promos makes sense yeah but I thought this was this was like a beyond beyond star making wrestling performance and I I would have been happy if he just beaten Brian but actually yeah. I wasn't too I wasn't too down on the the oxygen tank shot actually the way it ended if he pinned him after that I'd have been more anti it I mean I was right why didn't you pin him because you just banged him in the head while yeah. he got to submission yeah. but actually what they done with it was so good yeah it, it was I I, I um, yeah I just thought this match was phenomenal I think this is one of the best matches one of the best matches of Danielson's career and I, I just think I know I get the feel I have a feeling when I know a match is I, you know people some people are for star ratings some people are anti-star ratings I get when I'm watching a wrestling match where I know it's gonna it, I feel like it's five stars for me is when my heart is going and I'm sweating yeah. and there's a feeling that comes with that and I was in this I was almost shaking and I got that in the G1 with Osprey and Okada and I got that with Omega and Okada um, Omega and Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom and this was every bit as good of those this is one of the best matches this is genuinely for me I know I'm slightly higher on this than you but for me this is one of the best matches that's ever taken place in North America I'm, I'm saying top three ever in North America this is this is that good as far as I'm concerned especially the last 20 minutes or so um, I thought the pay-per-view uh, leading up to the main event was pretty solid but that main event gets it quite high for me an AEW revolution at 2023 is an 8.5 out of 10 from me and I would say go out of your way to watch Danielson versus MJF because you won't be disappointed Dan any final thoughts and your score out of 10 for this pay-per-view I done I done originally when I finished it I done 7.5 and, and then I went back and watch some bits that I missed and I put it up to an eight. Um really good. I'm really happy, right? Yeah. This is what I this 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 promotion got me back watching wrestling along with this gentleman here, but and I've gone off of it completely and I'm so happy to see this and I just do you know what they've given them? Given themselves they've ended so many feuds. He's given himself a blank canvas. He really has. 
with everyone back. Yep. This is, I like, this could be, this could be revolutionary. You can have that, TK. Um, <laughs> but this could be, he can start, he can literally now start from, he can start, every single person has either ended a feud yep. or put themselves on the map. He can now, literally, he's not stuck, he's got, no, he's, okay, the TNT title might be in a small rabbit hole with Hobbs, but to be honest, he pies Hobbs up after, but it doesn't really matter and all no one cares. But he could just put that bit aside. Yeah. They could go anywhere they want now. There's no, you know, even in the women, they've set up these two factions. Okay, it doesn't matter. If someone turns up and says, I'm in the game, no one's going to go, that's weird. He's literally got a complete, fresh, clean slate yep. with a full roster. And I just hope and pray that he nails it because this is such a fair play to him. He's like put on a good pay-per-view and potentially set himself up for a really good sort of 12 months. Yeah, I'm far more interested in Dynamite after this. Excellent, excellent, good stuff. What is so nice watching good professional wrestling? I spend a lot of time complaining on these shows about stuff that's bad, but believe me, I have far more joy in stuff that's good than bad. So yeah, Dan, thank you as ever. Keep keep uh, an eye on our social media because we've got a special. This month in wrestling history has been revived for a special a special show, SWS and uh, the WWF in the Tokyo Dome from just after WrestleMania 7 that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Until then, thank you very much for listening and we shall speak to you again very soon.